Oh. Okay. So after singing, I just want you, then. Okay. We are starting a new series this month. It's called God-Centered Relationships. Someone say God-Centered Relationships. Okay, so um, the danger of this month is typically this is when everybody wants you to talk about relationship, romantic relationships, bay. What did you say? Bay, bay season, bay, um, and all of that stuff. But then I'm in my full prophetic apostolic mode, <laughs> so I don't know how I'm going to come down from there. But, but, but we are going to do it somehow. But today... We are looking at, generally across network, we're looking at the culture of honor. And I want to share with you something I've titled the honor codes, right? The honor codes, basically. Um, this is like a follow-up from the message at Kiros, the honor strategy. If you haven't seen that message, then I advise that you go back over that message and that you, you look over it. Are we here this afternoon? Amen. We thank God for um, everyone for what God is doing through the house. Amen. Okay, let's look at um, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. I'm teaching to you, I'm, I'm talking to your teaching you today about the honor codes. I'll tell you why I've used the word codes um, soon. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. The Bible says that by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent or acceptable sacrifice than Cain, uh, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him um, by accepting his gift, and through his faith, uh, he died, um, uh, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. King James puts it this way, he says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness, um, witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift, and by it he being dead yet speaks. Okay, then I want us to also um, turn to the book of Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Amen. What, what we're sharing today is so vital. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 6, verse, verse 16. Okay. I think my... Jeremiah 6, 16. And the Bible says, it says, Thus says the Lord, um, um, you know, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths. Someone say the ancient, ancient paths. The Bible says, it says, stand, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your, for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Um, I read it from, from King James. You know, King James is a good one to use when you want to say, thus saith the Lord. Okay, so King James says, thus says the, saith the Lord, stand ye. You see that, stand ye. You understand that, okay? Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where is the good way and walk therein and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said we will not walk therein. Um, um, when I use the word, the word, you know, code, we're talking about honor codes, um, you know, where generation, we, 
we like talking about stuff like coding, you know. We like coding. Everybody, everybody now wants to pick up coding as a hobby or as a, you know, as a, uh, what's it called now? <laughs> or as a second, you know, second kind of stream of income, you know, something to do with coding. So everybody talks about coding, 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 basically. So we, we get that, you know, when we talk about codes, we're talking about a system of words, letters, figures, or symbols used to represent others, especially um, for the purpose of secrecy, basically. Right, so especially for the purpose of secrecy. So when you when you hear the word that that those, the meaning of that word code. So why am I why am I using the word code next to the word herner? It is because um, I think that there are some things around the subject of herner that have to be decoded or demystified for a generation to walk. In the um, in the perfect will of God, and for us to be stable. Someone say Amen. Okay, so are we here? Are we everyone's everyone's connected? Yeah, we're good. Okay, awesome. Because this is gonna this is gonna help you, and and so I've I've spent you know some time this year, um, more to be honest by the by the Holy Spirit's impression, kind of looking at what it would take to um, to bring wholeness to to a generation i find that there is so much brokenness i mean like i don't know whether it's because we are the generation that's just generally more expressive or what but or maybe because i'm living here maybe brokenness has been so historical because i'm living here now so but i i found that there's so much brokenness and a lot of these things we try to pray out, we try to deliver people by the help of the Holy Spirit. We rub oil, you know, we pour the entire oil, break it, all of that stuff. And I am wondering how it is so possible to be hyperactive Christians, but not whole Christians. What I mean by that is that we are full of activity. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are we are full of activity. We are full of um, church attendance. We are full of, um, you know, we are full of ministries, <laughs> right? We are full of, we're full of ministries. We, we, we have, like, very deep, deep names. Our theology is deep. You know, we can get on clubhouse and argue about which pastor is which. Does that make sense? And say which pastor used. We, we are the generation. We know how to evaluate others. This week, there was some nonsense on Clubhouse. I'm going to call it out. People who potentially didn't read their Bible in the week, talking about, talking about how another pastor is, is, is rendering his message. Right? We are that generation. We, we evaluate. We have language. We have, we, have, we, have, we have Greek. We have Hebrew. We have but yet so broken. And, and, and this, my, my objective this year is that this, this, this Christianity thing, like, it can't be this difficult. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? That's, that's, my, that's my objective. Why, 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 why fake it? Does that make sense? Why claim something and then it doesn't manifest? Why, why declare something and then it doesn't find expression? Why profess something and then it's not a reality. And so that's why in the way that I'm teaching this year, I'm so 
I'm so passionate about the ways of God. Someone say the ways of God. The, the, you see, the acts of God, they don't really require knowledge. <laughs> the acts of God don't really require knowledge. The Bible says that to the children of Israel, God made known his acts. To Moses, he showed his ways. Right? Those are two different times. What distinguished the children of Israel from, 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 from Moses was the fact that Moses had access to the ways of God. And for me, I am super passionate that this year, in the year of Yeshua, the obedience of nations, I am super passionate that we will come into the ways. There are some things that I really think that I don't know whether it's, are we still here? Are we following? We're flowing, right? Okay, because I want your attention to be on it. I don't know whether it's as a result of maybe um, a lack of like legacy or succession planning, whether we, did, we didn't inherit some realities from the generations above. But the Bible says this. He says, he says stand, I, lo I love King James especially. When he says stand at, the, stand at the crossroads. You know what a crossroad is, right? When, when people say I'm, in, I'm at a crossroad in my life. He says, stand at the crossroad or crossroads. And then he says, he says, set, he says, search out the ancient paths. <laughs> right? He says that you may find for those for those who are weary, that you may find rest for your souls. In other words, there are times in your life, I think yesterday at, at, at Luther, I was actually sharing on this. I was talking about prayer. Being about the sub, my, my message is not prayer. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I just want to give you an example. I was talking about how prayer, prayer, not not just being focused on resolving an issue, but prayer, prayer as the supply of God's grace in a particular direction. Right? There are times in your life where, after having a repeated pattern in a particular area. Your prayer is not just a prayer of resolution, but a prayer of research. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Okay, let, 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 let me give an example. An example is that if, if, if you have, let's say, a particular appliance, right, that keeps breaking down, right, after a while, let's say the, the appliance breaks down, you... You do some, you know, some, <laughs> you work something out. Somehow, some way, it works. It works, you know. Uh, the other day, we were trying to sort out, you know, my washing machine. Lady just, <laughs> she just slapped it. <laughs> she slapped it, and then it worked. But it doesn't mean the next time it needs a slap. Right? <laughs> right? So, so. What I'm trying to say is that after a while, what you want to do is you want to research, right? And, and there's room for that. There are times in your life where you have to say, you know what, right? I'm going to go into some deep spiritual research. And, and deep spiritual research, I'm not talking about researching the devil. I'm talking about researching the, the ways of God concerning that thing or that area. And when you get to that point, you know, you're looking for every available resource, material, testimony. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So God says, he says, stand at the crossroads. And then he says, he said, search out the ancient paths that you may find 
rest for your souls. So, one of those things that as we begin to search out the ancient part, that we find that is so important to God for, I'm not after moments in this season. No, I'm after consistency. I'm after sustainability. Are we here? Right? I'm after, I'm after progress and increase that's sustainable. I'm not after one month of excitement and then the next month of, of, of depression. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not after two hours of, of uh, I don't want this house, I don't want this church to be a church where it's almost like we, 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 uh, we give you like a boost. You come in on Sunday, it's a boost. Two hours you're charged, then as you go. No, I'm talking about having sustained. The Bible says, and the boy Jesus, he grew. He, 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 he went up in stature, in rank, in measure. In, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about sustainable progress. So I started to realize that there are some things that nobody is telling us enough. One of those things is to do with honor. Right? We don't realize that there are some things in God. These things, okay, let me put it this way. We'll come, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast forward and then I'm going to come back, yeah? This is Paul. Paul comes, I've said this often, but I, wanna, I, want, you, I want you to catch in the spirit. Paul comes to Corinthian church. In Corinthian church, some of them are dying. Some of them are constantly getting sick. Right? So Paul comes now and he, go, he makes a whole movie that says, you know, healing and health. And <laughs> that is just not. He makes a movie to demystify that healing should be a normative. No, he didn't. He didn't. Paul went into spiritual research. Some of you guys didn't get that, but it's okay. You, you'll understand that later. Okay, today's shady pastor. He's <laughs> right? Okay, no, he didn't. Right? He, Paul did not make an excuse for not seeing the manifestation of scriptures. Right? When you don't see something in your life, don't make an excuse. This part of what I'm going to teach on, on the, the, the codes of honor. Right? Just because you've not seen an experience doesn't mean you don't you need to aggregate God's word with your experience. I'm going to calm down, you know, because I can't move, so. I, I can't, okay. So, okay, okay. No, that's fine, that's fine. Uh-huh. Okay. So Paul comes now, and Paul does research, spiritual research. Because what Paul told them as the reason why they were dying easily and falling asleep easily, right? The reason why it was telling, it's not something that you would have known without research. He tells them. He comes, he now says, he says, he says, for this reason, he says, many of you, he says, you are sick and are dying because you're not discerning the Lord's body. Right? It took a dimension of revelation to let them know, you know, people would have just been dying in that church the, um, what's it called now? The, the pastors that have just been conducting funerals. Every time preaching, um, we will see in the sweet by and by, which is true. <laughs> no, no, seriously, that's, that's true. It's not that it's not, some of you said, you know, that's not. Does that make sense? They would have been singing, and that's true. It's not that it's, it's, but people would have been dying before their time. Not fulfilling their assignment. Right? And so, and it would have been the will of God for them to die. 
But you know today, these things cannot be preached because a generation is chickening out of the, on the manifestations of God. Right. So, it took Paul to tell them that the reason why it's like you, it, it, what essentially Paul was saying to them is that it's like you, it's, it was saying to them that you guys have a cancer in your midst. That's what I was telling them. That's what I was telling them. That there's, so, that there's something that's killing you guys. It's called not discerning the Lord's body. It was a lack of honor. And, and, and I, can, I can really go, and I've talked, on, actually, maybe I need to teach on that one of these days. But that was simply about how they did not honor one another whilst partaking of communion. And that was killing them. So when I say the honor codes, now you take me serious. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? And that was killing them. And that was killing them. And, and in the same light, there are so many things today. Like, we have turned God into somebody who, is, who, who takes pleasure in our pain. Right? We have turned God in, into someone who takes pleasure in, like, in our frustration. We actually think God is in heaven thinking, yeah, be frustrated. Your frustration shows that I'm God. Doesn't sound like God to me. I'm not saying, by the way, watch, I'm not saying that believers don't go through challenge. I hope you understand what I'm saying to you. That's all I'm, I'm not saying that. But there are some things in God. There are the, the ways of God. Now you begin to understand the way that the, the, the revelation of God is unfolding this year. You begin to understand the prophetic word that God gave us. Let us, go, let us go into up to the mountain of the house of God. He will teach us his ways. Right? The ways of God. You, you want to spend your life. Right? You, you want your life to be correctly assembled. Correctly, rightly assembled. Are we here? Are we here? Do we, are we flowing? Do we understand this? Okay. So, so honor is one of those things. And Hebrews 11.4 says that by faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice. I want to use that. Just I want to use those elements to communicate a few things. And then we'll, we'll get into those codes of honor. Right? The Bible says that it got to a point. Abel and Cain offered God sacrifices, right? The Bible says that God, God, God accepted Abel's sacrifice, but he was displeased with Cain's sacrifice. The interesting thing about the sacrifice of Cain was that Cain brought something, but it wasn't just the acceptable sacrifice, right? The, the, the Christian walk is like that. It's it's a walk of sacrifice. It's it's like that. It's like the it's like the journey of Cain and Abel, or Abel and Cain, however you want to put it. Basically, this this whole thing that we're doing, whether whether you are at home, I don't know, family wise, whether you work, whatever, whether you study, your entire life is a sacrifice to God. Basically. But the Bible shows us that not all sacrifices are acceptable. The Bible says that Cain offered, Cain offered his sacrifice. And the Bible says that it wasn't an acceptable sacrifice. But it did not stop the fact that it was or it looked like a sacrifice. Right? Not all sacrifices are acceptable. 
Cain's sacrifice was filled with activity that was justifiable. Does that make sense? Cain's sacrifice was filled with justifiable activity. I did this, right? I did that. Like, if Cain argued his case before you, right? If Cain argued his case before you, even you too, you would have defended Cain. Because after all, he brought something. After all, he did something. Now, you know, what's so interesting is when we teach on this, who starts to think of what they do in church? Does that make, the only way people relate to, like, sacrifice is they, they only think of what, what you're actually doing. So I'm talking about the sacrifice as in your entire life. Your entire service before God, not in terms of church duty, but the entirety of how you live your life. Right? So Cain would have argued his case. Cain, Cain in his ignorance, did not understand the difference between him and Abel. Right? But he brought something. But he did something. But he was full of activity. So I discovered a long time ago that being full of activity necessarily does not equate. The Bible says this in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2. It says that we are being built into a spiritual house, right, to offer sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. In other words, not all sacrifices are acceptable. Right? So that means not everything that I do God doesn't accept everything that I do. Right? If, if only we, for example, we lived our lives with this consciousness to say, God, my entire life is a sacrifice. Romans chapter 12. It says to offer yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, who is your spiritual worship. So if I ever, if I ever wanted to actually attain excellence in life, the secret... <laughs> So excellence, from a kingdom perspective, is ultimate worship, undiluted in anything. If, for example, as a student, I want to attain excellence from a kingdom perspective, if I take my studies as sacrifice unto the Lord, and I go, I am going to, I'm going to give this thing to God to the all, that's how I come into the excellence of the kingdom. The excellence of the kingdom cannot be attained without the absoluteness of acceptable sacrifice. The Bible says that Abel, because he offered, the Bible says that Abel offered to God um, uh, an excellent sacrifice. The Bible says that his gifts were excellent. The Bible says that Ab Abel's Abel's gift, the powerful thing about Abel is that Abel's gift, the way that he offered his, his, his gift, I'll come to the importance of the gift soon, was so powerful that it moved him to a place of legacy. The Bible says even though he's dead, his gift still speaks. But why did Abel offer to God in the way that he offered to God. Abel honored God. Right? Abel honored God. The reason why Abel was able to offer in the way that he offered was because of his absolute honor for God. Your 
Can I, can I go into something deep? I'm, I'm not going to do illustration today, okay? <laughs> but um, I don't want to do that because then someone watching will be like, Apostle is using money, for example, because I did that last week. I wish I had something else to use, but this, this generation understands. Okay, Jimra, bring the notes in your pocket. <laughs> come, 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 yeah? come, come. Just bring the notes. I didn't even ask whether I had it. <laughs> bring the bring the notes in your pocket. <laughs> this time we decided to break it down for your sakes. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Stand, 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 stand. No, no. I just want to show you something. Okay. Now, this is not, I'm going to use this as an illustration, okay? The, the misconception in the teachings of this generation has taught people, when, it, when the people talk about sacrificial seed, they've attached it to money. Okay, now, if this is Jimra's last 10 pounds, which we know is not. Amen? <laughs> Why are you receiving it like it's faith? Okay. But, but if this is Jimmy's last 10 pounds, and he gives, and he says he gives this to God, right? God wouldn't start by looking at this as his last 10 pounds. It's man that would do that. What God would do is God will evaluate the entirety of his worship and his life. His posture before him is honor in everything. And if that is not in check, this doesn't cash. I think I've preached the message for today. So, do you understand what I'm saying? So, really and truly... The, the amount of offerings that have been sent back to the earth. Because not all sacrifices are acceptable. I, I know, I know. This is, a, you should have known, when God says the year of the obedience of, you know the messages will be. <laughs> right? So what I'm trying to say is that, you know when Abel stood, I'm just using this as an example, when Abel stood before God, and Abel offered the things he offered. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the animal that he offered that pleased God. It was the entirety of his life that pleased God. That and it was just a channel. But what, was, what that thing really symbolized was his, his honor from his sweat and his labor. Does that make sense? So if Abel, for example, was say kind of doing nonsense at work and brought money. Does that make sense? If it was in being, being inconsistent at work and brought money, not, be, not honoring his leaders, not honoring time, not honoring, his, not honoring his bosses and all of that stuff, and at the end of the day says, God, I bring tithe. <laughs> You'll be tight. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So I use this as a symbol of one of the ways that we say that we show honor to God, which is honoring God with our substance. But in the same, thank you, Jimmer. But in the same way, in the same way, if I open up my mouth, come on, I want everyone to stay connected here now. In the same way, if I open up my mouth 
and I say, nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. But really and truly, the way that I live my life doesn't show that. That song doesn't leave the roof. I'm teaching you about the codes of honor. <laughs> right? I want you to understand. These things are very important. They're important because a lack of manifestation cannot be God's fault. Can't be God's fault. So we have to now search out the ancient paths. Let me give you an example. Okay. One day, God visited Solomon in a dream. And God said to Solomon, God said to Solomon, God said, what do you want? Ask me anything you want. And Solomon asked God for wisdom, knowledge, understanding to lead God's people. Do you know what preceded that? Preceded that. The Bible says that Solomon offered to God a thousand burnt offerings. Right? But what does the Bible tell us about burnt offerings? The Bible tells us that, that <laughs> the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. So we understand that it wasn't the burnt offerings of Solomon as opposed to the heart of obedience behind the 1,000 burnt offerings. What, 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 what is that traceable to? In Proverbs chapter 4, Solomon shows us a secret in his life. He said, I was my father's son. He says, my father taught me. He said, wisdom is the principal thing. With all you're getting, get wisdom, but with all you're getting, get understanding. David thought Solomon, the precept of God from when he was young. When you hear I was my father's son, it's like a concept of adoption. In other words, yes, I'm my father's son by relationship, but I became a son of my father by study, by being studious. There, there are so many dimensions I can go into on that, but I, I'm going to hold that back for a second. So now... Now, Solomon had that. Solomon was probably keeping that. You know, people don't know. Solomon was probably keeping, keeping that precept for years about prioritizing wisdom. Because he honored the place of his father, David. And in honoring the place of his father, David, he really did honor God. How did he show that he honored his father, David? By holding on to the word of his father, David. He had so cultivated that. That thing was so bad. Of Solomon that the day that God showed up in a dream, he knew what to say to God. People are like, yeah, God, let me see you. If you see him, you will freeze. If God shows up now and he says, five minutes, give me all your life requests. You know some people that will say, God, you haven't answered my prayer. You won't even know what to say. Right? Solomon was so, the stuff was so embedded in him that when he saw God, even in his dream, he knew what to ask God for. But he had cultivated that through. So, when, when, when you saw Solomon go, the Bible says that Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings to the Lord. The thousand burnt offerings wasn't what triggered the Lord as opposed to what Solomon's life represented entirely. Do we understand that? So, it's, it's, it's the... It's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the fragrance of your life behind the worship. The fragrance of your life behind the giving. The fragrance of your life behind the activities. It is, it is that entirety that, de that, that deploys the hand of God for you. Are we here? So, let's go back to Abel. 
I'll give you your codes. I know people like eight codes, seven steps. I'll give you your codes. Uh, that's no problem. You, then you go and do coding later. <laughs> right. Okay. But, 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 the, but the key here is, the key here is, Abel's sacrifice is acceptable because what's behind the sacrifice is a heart of honor. If you look at it, the Bible says that Abel gave God his best. Right? You don't give God your best. Your best is not, your, is not necessarily your substance. Your best is you. Does that make sense? Your best is you. I know people who don't serve God well, but they believe in the principle of sowing and reaping. Claire, I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. I've known for years they may, they may be doing rubbish, but when it comes to sowing and reaping, and I look at it and I go, man, what you don't realize is that you are insulting God. Right? Is that you are, you are insulting God. So Cain brought something. And that's our generation sometimes. We bring something and we think it's everything. Are we still here? Right. So sometimes you have to. So, so this thing called honor. This thing called honor. It begins with God. It begins with God. Um, in the book of Malachi chapter 1 verse 6. Malachi chapter 1 verse 6. Malachi 1 6. It says, a son honors his father and a servant his master. And the word says, if then I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my fear? Says the Lord of hosts to you, all priests who despise my name. But you say, how have we despised your name? God says, a son honors his father. And a servant is master. People think that God doesn't demand honor. But he does. God says, if you say that I am your father. God says, where is my honor? In other words, there is the honor that we place on God as our father. God says, if you say, we, we go, Father God. God says, when you call me in prayer, Father God, where is my honor? And then in one place... In Isaiah 29 from verses 10 to, to 13. Isaiah 29 from verses 10 to 13. It says, For the Lord has poured out upon you a, a spirit of deep sleep and has closed your eyes, the prophets, and covered your heads, the seers. And the vision of all this has become to you like the words of a book that is sealed. When men gave it to, uh, to one who can read, saying, Read this, he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. And when they, when they give the book to the one who cannot read, saying, read this, he says, I cannot read. And the Lord says, because these people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me. God says there is the honor of the lips. <laughs> right? God says there is the honor of the lips. God says, you honor me with your lips, but really your heart is far from me. Right? It's like when Jesus said, you say, Lord, 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 but you don't do the things I say. Wow. We say, Lord, 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 but you don't do the things I say. So this, this thing called honor, the other time I was talking about the honor strategy. This thing called honor is something that we want to start learning quickly. 
right? And what does honor look like in the eyes of God? When we say what it means to honor God, we want to demystify that. Like we're talking about culture of honor. We're talking about, you know, codes of honor, the honor code. What does that look like? What does it really mean to honor God? There are a few I'm going to give you. The first one is to honor God's word. Right? When you say you honor God or you practice a culture of honor, the first thing, one of the first things you do is that you actually honor God, God's word. God, in one place, he says, I've, 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 uh, I honor my word above all my name. Right? You cannot say that you honor God and you don't honor his word. Right? You cannot say you honor God. So the first one is to honor the words of God. We honor God's word because God and his word are one. Right? God and his word are one. So if you don't have honor for God's word, if I don't have honor for God's word, essentially I don't have honor for God. If God says something to me and I dismiss it, if God says something to me and I don't, I don't prioritize it. If God says something to me, you know, people think that, you know, they will have faith when they have like a physical encounter with Jesus. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. If you don't, if you don't honor his word, you don't honor him. Right? There are people legit who, who leave their Bible, close their Bible, they're like, God, show up. God is like, to, to like return. Right. So you it's it's that it's that honor for the word of God. It's that reverence towards the word, not just word as it as it's being communicated, but there's something about the, it's it's it, this is what Mary unlocked. And look at what Jesus said. Two two amazing practices of honor. Jesus steps into Mary, Mary and Martha's house. Martha is going about she's miss hospitality. Right? Jesus, what do you want to eat? Can I do this? Do that? She's running about trying to fix things, trying to host people. And Mary is just literally at his feet. And Jesus finds that more honorable than all that Mary was trying to do. Right? What was actually honor was in all that stuff that Martha was doing. And watch what Jesus says to, 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 to Martha. Martha is getting angry. Mary, Mary, you're always sitting at, you're sitting at the feet of Jesus. You are not helping me. Da, da, da. Jesus turns and says, he says, Martha, Martha. In, 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 in almost like in Nigerian language, I'm going to say, you're, you're too worried about too many things. Like, I mean, like, Jesus was like, essentially what he was saying is that, Martha, you base your life on things that from heaven's perspective, they're not even so much of a problem. Right? You base your life on this activity. One of the things for me this year is I'm evaluating my activities. If it's not a heavy matter to God, it doesn't need to be a heavy matter to me. That's, it. That's my principle now. If God, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the, the Bible tells you as Christians that you must lay aside weights. Weights are not always sin. Does that make sense? You lay aside weights. Right, you 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 wanna you wanna you wanna I, in one of my codes here I put I put you honor what God honors. I'll come come back to that. But Martha is seated; she has a honor for the words of Jesus. And watch what Jesus said to her. 
Jesus said, Martha, Martha, he says, he says to Martha, you're careful about many things. Watch this. This is important. Everyone watch this. Jesus says, Mary has chosen that one thing which cannot be taken away from her. Sustainability. Because of honor for his words. But there are things sometimes we experience, it looks like they're taken away from us. Right? Are we here? Right? It says, Mary has chosen. And what was that thing? She honored, sat at his feet, listening to his word, honoring his word, honoring his word. If you're ever going to see an increased manifestation of the Holy Spirit, right, an increased manifestation of the Holy Spirit ever in your life, you must, you must honor God's word. Wherever God's word is present, you're present. Wherever God's word is going on, you're respectful. Does that make sense? Where the generation now, even at church, God's word's going on. Then we're tweeting. If you tweet for church, that's fine. That's different. You know, then we're tweeting. And, and then, and, and the amazing thing is that in a moment, the spirit might have said something that he put an anointing on. In a moment. <laughs> Just in a moment, you know. Seriously. Just in a moment. You know, wow, wow. Thank you, Lord. God, God will give us time to share. Maybe this is the year, once, they, once we are free from lockdown, then we need like camp meetings, I don't know, something. We need to, because I sense that there's so much welling up. God, I'll give an example. I wish I could, could have worked on it a bit more, but it's okay. I wanted to. God, for example, I might be saying, so... Jesus went into Mary and Martha's house. Now, I might be saying, this is how, I'm teaching now how the Holy Spirit works. I might be saying that. I might just be sharing that. And that moment I say Jesus went into Mary and Martha's house may be a moment that the Holy Spirit has put an anointing on for someone to get delivered. Though the story may be unrelated. Okay. Let me, let me give you an in-house example. Uh, no, that, that won't be relevant. Carrie will, Carrie will share her, her phone experience herself. But, you know, yeah, you, we'll talk about that. <laughs> She'll share. <laughs> right? No, I, I was just using, like, simple, basic things that sometimes the revelation might not even sound very high-tech. It might actually sound so silly based on what you know. But in that moment, is where the Holy Ghost has chosen to move. In that moment, I told you of this story a long time ago of, of, of the, the, two, the two ladies who were quarreling in a church. And remember that? And both of them, one of them had, uh, was it goiter? And then the other had, what was it now? The other had been wanting to speak in tongues. Right? Unrelated to the service. It wasn't like, oh, can you do a prophetic act of hugging right now? No. They just, they're quarreling. The pastor sees them quarreling. He goes down and he says, you need to stop this nonsense now. They reconcile now. The one that needs healing gets healed. The one that needs tongues begins to speak in tongues. I mean, so look at like, so unrehearsed, unrelated. So honoring God's word, like, and, 
God might be saying, and, and the miracle happens. <laughs> so because we don't understand all of these directions and dimensions, these dimensions of God, we struggle. We don't understand the moments that have been missed in the spirit because of a lack of reverence for God's word. You are, when you honor God's word, you are taking every moment of that word in. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Right? We have become, man, we become so entitled in, in this generation to hearing God, you know. We become so entitled to hearing God. We have actually become, we, now, we, we actually now, we treat messages in, in on-demand fashion. Does that make sense? If I want my encouragement, I subscribe to this. If I want my this, I subscribe to that. If I want, then I go, mm, I really don't like the message. Okay, mm, let me switch. I mean, I'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong because some things you need to switch off. Amen? Just switch the old TV off, basically. But what I'm trying to say to you is that we are so spoilt that what we don't understand is that the more that you hear, the more you'll be judged. Hey. I mean, this is like a seven-part message or something like that. Right? The more that you hear is the more that you give account of. So, how can you maximize what you hear? I've seen people come and say, you know, they never. one of the things that, that happened is this. I promise you. I'm saying this as a promise. If anybody, let's say, somehow from network edification, the person goes and says, oh, they never told us about the fear of the Lord. I will do a live broadcast. You know, there's some people that do that and they go, oh, no, no I won't do a live broadcast. That would be very, you know, <laughs> that would be very. <laughs> but, you know, some people that go, they go, oh, you know, one of the problems of the church is the church never teaches us. I'm like, no, the church taught you were not listening. You were absent-minded. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah, you were absent-minded. They go, they go, oh, the church never taught us on relation. I'm like, so you mean you went to a church for seven years and they never taught you on relationships? You must have missed that session. I am so sorry. I'm an apostle. I measure. <laughs> that's, that's one of the key things in my office. No, 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 no. I don't believe in just pouring resources without measurement. I don't know how others do it, but if, if you are taught a certain dimension of revelation, let's measure the effectiveness. If it's not working, let's, let's, let's know why it's not working. But we can't just, like, I'm not, I love teaching, don't get me wrong, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not so concerned about the teaching, teaching, teaching. I'm very concerned about teaching, don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm concerned about when we teach, do we build with what we teach? That's more my focus. So, if God has been teaching us something for a while, are we becoming what God is saying? There has to be quality control. It's a, it's a hot Sunday afternoon in McCurry this today. <laughs> right? And you, do you know why you need this? Because you to self-evaluate. Let's self-evaluate. Right? If we were doing everything that God has taught us through the years, where would our lives be? So, the real truth is not, is not sometimes a lack of revelation. It's a lack of honor for revelation. That's just what it is. It's a lack of honor for it. 
that you heard it and you place value on it. One of the reasons why I like to show you guys the behind the scenes. I'm not going to pastor every church that we plant. I hope you know that. Yeah, I wouldn't. The churches that we will plant in network and we'll send pastors off. I'll visit. I'll establish. I won't, like, it's not going to be <laughs> this. This is, uh, this is a style. But one of the things that whilst God has given me the grace is to show you guys the behind the scenes of ministry. Right? So that you can actually value the word that comes to you. That's why I sometimes, like, if something happens, I'm like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We need to do this. It's, it's because I want the value, the honor. Does that make sense? The honor. The, I, want the, I want you to place premium on the things that have to do with God. Right? So there is that honor for God's word. That honor for God's word. Anything that God says. Anything. If you practice honor for God's word, you, you even know how to receive the prophetic from that. Right? You know how to receive the prophetic. Some people, there's no point prophesying. Before you prophesy to them, their whole, their entire spiritual system shut down. Right? But because of the honor, you're like, God has said. Right? God has said. Let me, let, do you know why faith fluctuates? Because honor fluctuates. <laughs> yeah. Faith, because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? By the word of God. Okay, so faith coming is not the issue. Because once the word is released, faith is in the word. It's like saying that faith and the word are inseparable just as water is liquid. So you, it's like the moment water touches you, you're wet. That's how faith and the word is. Faith is embedded in the word. So, for example, you're hearing the word right now, faith is coming. So faith coming, faith always comes. And you notice when faith comes, you're like, you feel motivated. You feel, <laughs> but if, if you don't honor the word, the faith will be short-lived as a reality. I think I've, I've, really, I've really gone into this one. And I, feel, I really feel like staying on it. Even when you, we talk about faith, even when you, when you declare God's word, it's, a, it's from a place of honor. Right? Well, we are honored. This, you, you, could even, you could be hearing God's word right now and you're sitting here and say, God, it's such a honor to hear this. It's such a honor. Um, 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 recently, you know, um, we, I'm, I'm doing, you know, some, some work, um, going to be starting some work with, uh, Rev. Warner for some people in Pakistan. These guys, what they want is, they just want WhatsApp attention. WhatsApp that, you know, <laughs> WhatsApp that we just, hey, sup, you know. <laughs> Same WhatsApp. All they want is WhatsApp attention. Every, I think every Saturday morning, they gather their church, their leaders, their men, their women, just to be discipled on WhatsApp from across. And what they were saying they need, they just want, they just want Bibles. 
right? Right. For this same, this same word, this same word that you're hearing, in, you know, coming to hotel. <laughs> God. Western Christianity will not kill us. This same, this same word, this same. I have, interestingly, I have not even been able to, like, schedule time to, to share with them yet because of the different things that have been happening. Right? These guys are crying. They want the word. I, I think it was all of, in one of these underground churches. How they realized where they would meet. How they knew where they would meet. God's going to do something in the UK this year. They were under so much persecution. So you couldn't really say we are going to meet at Mekur Hotel. How they found where they will meet was by revelation, was by word of knowledge. So you woke up and found your way to church because God told you where you were meeting. Hmm. It's like you guys understand what I'm saying. So they couldn't, yeah, because, you know, so of course we can't imagine it because we are so, we, we have devices so we, you can't even contemplate. I mean, they wake up. They can't say, you know, Kerry will put on, on social media, we're meeting today for local regulations. They didn't have that because they did that. They're dead. They're gone. Finished. That's life. All of these plans. I want to do this. I want to do that. In 30 years, someone can knife them in one second, and that's it. So, what they will do is they will pray, and through prayer, the Holy Spirit will tell them where they're meeting for church, and they will show up. To church and then some of them they will quote scriptures you find out I was reading some of this stuff guess what they had some of them had so memorized scripture you would think that they were reading from their Bible because of the pressure of them not being able to have Bibles Some of them, what they want is to smuggle a page of the Bible with them. A page. This month, this month I really don't feel like teaching on all this, you know, how to find bay. Please, just, like, leave me. <laughs> but I have to do it because I know it's a balance. Because, do you understand what I'm saying? There are, there are deep things. You will find bay in missions field. Seriously. It's true. It's true. Okay, we'll do it. I'll do a podcast or something like that. I'll find something, something to do. But what I'm sharing with you is serious. All, Tolu, all these guys want is to smuggle a page of the Bible. Just a page of the Bible to say, hey, like, but then we, we've got Bible on tablet. <laughs> you know, Bible on phone. We, we, we are, we, do you know we are actually without excuse? Even if, let's say, worst case, worst case, tiredness hits you, you put Bible, audio Bible on. Worst case, say you want to be lazy. Worst case, you just press play. And we think we're not under attack. <laughs> because people look, at, people look at Africa, and they look at the economic problems, and say, ah, oh, you have problems. No, mate, you, 
this is that this is that culture where the Bible says that you you say that you don't have problems because you are rich. You say that you are rich, but you are poor. There are things that are going on in people in the West. If God was to open our eyes to see it. So some of these guys, all the, in that honor for God's word. And it's amazing. It's amazing that in their contrast, in their struggle, they yet abound in the spirit. I'm not saying... That people should go and sell all their devices. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Does that make sense? I'm not saying that people, no. I'm not saying that people should go and sell all their nice clothes. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, could it be that we have our priorities upside down? Right? And a way to start is to retrace honor for God's word. That if God say something if God if you're around where God is speaking there is a respect like if for example the word is going on you are sleeping you stand up I'm not kidding seriously you know there are some things that I understand that here and there like previous generations abused I get it but they didn't explain the spiritual significance let me give you an example you, you're in a revision lecture. These, this particular revision lecture you're in, you know that whatever they teach you here is what's coming out in the exam and you're sleepy and it's not being recorded. And sleep comes upon you. <laughs> Would you not curse sleep and say you are... <laughs> 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 huh. Huh. You don't need coffee, you need Holy Ghost feet. Hmm. Godfrey, does that mean, you know, you know your sleep will wipe out, clear, or watch, or you go somewhere, and, yeah, you <laughs> 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 ah, or you, you're, you're somewhere, you're at a train station, last train of the day, <laughs> and sleep, Sleepers come upon you. You know there's something called delayed gratification. You know you will master that sleep quickly. We are comfortable. We may, we are way too, I'm not lying to you, we are comfortable. We have options. Maybe idols. Because idols are options. Come to church next week. I'll preach. <laughs> I'll preach, you know. <laughs> I'll be in one spot, you know. Yeah. We are comfortable. Comfortable. That train, you know that no matter how the sleep is, you be, I won't sleep my destiny off. <laughs> you, 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 you master that. But we have options. Like when God's word is at work, anything that has to do with God's word, if you, you get up, you, 
you subdue your body. You master. You're like, no, I won't miss this thing. This thing would, the amount of people that have missed what God was saying to them because of a lack of attention. The amount of manifestations of the spirit that have been moved. I learned this early in my life. I'm not, I'm working towards perfection. So I'm not saying, hey, apostles, no, no, no. But I learned this early. From like the age of 14, 15, I stood all night prayer meetings straight away. I stood. I didn't say, I didn't, I stood. I'm talking about, and by the time when we say all night prayer meetings, we're not talking about what you do here, half nights. When we start all night in Leicester, she's going to pour water on your eyes in the Holy Ghost. If your makeup goes, you make it up again. I'm joking, I wouldn't do that, of course. Right, so I learned early to stand at all night prayer. That was one of my, actually, my training places. I can't remember logically what I was praying, but I, did, I saw people moving, I moved to them. <laughs> Seriously. Am I not moving now? I'm moving in life. Seriously, yeah, I saw people moving. Okay, that's fine. Move with them. Stand, they'll stand, they're not sitting down. I'm, then I'm looking for them. Why are you people sitting down? I'm up all night, 14, 15, 16. Right? You're reading your Bible. You're, you open the entire window. You, like, does that make sense? You, you open the entire window. You get whatever coffee. you like, now get into this thing. Because David, David placed this kind of honor on God's word. If you look at, I told you the other time, in the law, in the law, what this guy, I'll just stick to this one on the word, okay? There's about, I have about seven more, so I don't know how I'm going to do this. Say? Podcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wouldn't be today. It can't be today. Definitely. It has to be. It has to be. I, but I feel like I want to teach it live. <laughs> I feel like, home sessions, yes. I feel like I want to teach this live. Like, you know, you, you, David, David, huh, David got into this thing of honor. The reason why he was able to teach Solomon because it's because he practiced it. So when Solomon saw the practice and Solomon practiced it, he saw the results. This guy stood in the time of the law and he said, I have more wisdom than my teachers. Because I meditate on your precept. More wisdom than my teachers. Come on, think of that. More wisdom than my teachers. Not just because I studied the subject, even though I have to study the subject, right? But because the word is able to make me wise. The word is able to make me wise. The logos of God, the mind of God. The mind of God. I, I get that kind of honor for God's word. I go from the milk of the word to the meat of the word. I go from the meat of the word to the mystery of the word. He says, I have more. He got to a place. He said, your word is like honey on my lips. Right? Your word is like honey on my lips. The word had become sweet to him. Have become so, and it's that place of honor, that place of reverencing God's word, reverencing God's word, 
And we need that. The word says stand in the ancient. It says stand at the crossroads. He said search out the ancient paths. He said search out what did the people of all this this year, I think around May, um, we have a we have a series around we're gonna look at some of the generals that work with God and what were some of the things that they did. You study the life of people like Smith Wigglesworth. The guy didn't allow you to bring a newspaper into his house. Because he said this is corrupt. He said, Don't bring Lester Lester Sumro, one of these generals, went to his house to visit him as a young man. He was bringing a newspaper into his house. He said, keep that thing outside. Don't bring it out. He said, it's corrupt. It's polluted. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't read newspaper. That was his level of revelation and faith. But for him, he thought that based on the way he had conditioned his mind from meditating on the word, he didn't want an alternative. So he said, don't bring it into my house. Then they said that he didn't pray for very long, but he did not go 15 minutes without prayer. He might as well pray for very long. He didn't pray for very long, but he did not go 15 minutes, an hour, without prayer. So when you see a man like that, talked about, the, you know, the reports about the dead people that he raised. Or th those things are just like, those are minor things. The real deep encounters are unshareable sometimes. That's why Paul died with some of them. He said, he said, he said, I... There are things, I saw things in the spirit unlawful for man to utter. So all of these things, are Paul, Paul, Paul. The real things Paul wanted to share with the church, he couldn't. Because they're between him and God. There is that realm. <laughs> there is that realm. So all those miracles that you, those are just like the, you know, those are just like the signs for people to know. But the real deep things are away from the public. The Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord. But how do we get into that dimension with God where there is such like partnership and all of that? How do we get there? It's true honor, honor for his word. Right? Some of these guys, these, these, these generals of what they would read, meditate. The apostles, look at what they said. There was an issue in the church. They were like, oh, somebody, somebody is not happy that they didn't serve them bread. Da, 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 da. The apostles almost got distracted. They're like, hold on, hold on. They said, no, let's appoint deacons. Let them take care of issues with people. He said, they said, we will give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. I, when I saw that, I saw that very early on in my, minis in my ministry, uh, you know, my ministerial calling. I said, that's what I'll do. I said, I'll, 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 I'll contend for that. Sometimes more than the others is present. Sometimes you're dealing with things, but that's still the goal. But you can learn those principles. You have honor. For God's word. You're studying the word out of that honor. Because you realize, hold on, if I'm studying the word, the Holy Ghost is present to teach me. But if I'm talking to X on WhatsApp, Y on Facebook, I'm studying the word, how is Holy Ghost going to minister to me? Does that make sense? At the same time, I'm studying the word, and then I'm watching TV, and then I might as well not study. I might as well give myself to TV, and then finish and say, God, I repent. At least the repentance will be honest. <laughs> Do we understand this today? I think I'm going to stop here for now. So, well, let's see. Next week, I'm supposed to be talking about courtship. I feel like I'm going to record that one, and then we're going to continue this one.
the protesters say, silent protest. Yes, yeah, seriously. Because I've, I've talked to you about honoring God's presence. Then I talk to you about honoring what God honors. Then I'll talk to you about honoring, honoring God's principles and protocols. Some people don't know that. They think anything goes because we're under grace. They don't understand. So some people, they are a light looking, beautiful outside, but wrongly assembled internally. So much dishonor, so much lack of process, so much lack of principles, so many lack of protocols, so many heads they've stepped on. <laughs> Does that make sense? So many, so many, so many, so many clashes. They've, there are some battles. In, when you understand this one of principle, there are some battles in life you don't. F- David, when you, you see David, right? You see, David is my is my man. He's <laughs> 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 my yeah 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 yeah. Let me just David. No 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 no. Nah. David was like. Saul has messed up, but he told God indirectly, it's you and him. <laughs> it's like, have you met It's like, God, your man, your king. He had the opportunity to kill him. He didn't kill him because he was like, Mm-mm-mm-mm. no, God did not send me to be killing you. It's God. So maybe as, as, as a joke, if I was acting out, we had the opportunity to be like, mm, God, it's you and him. Let me know. The guy, because the guy understood where he was going. So there were some battles he didn't fight. He understood the, in fact, when the guy who came to to tell him, when the guy who came to tell him that that he had killed, there was the guy who killed killed Saul, right? And then he came to report to David. David said, "Ah, you were not afraid to kill the Lord's anointed. Okay, you too, you're dead. Because, what David understood was that anybody who God will use to deal with his anointed is a, is a person who's also been judged already. <laughs> so the guy was smart. He knew. You, you, know, you know, there are some things, it's almost like, I think even in presidency today, there are some things that can happen to you whilst you're in office. Is that not right? But what's that again? Like, um, you, know, you can be impeached, but it's almost like your, your office protects you yeah, something like that. Yeah, so he understood that from a heavenly perspective. That whilst Saul was in office, there were some things he couldn't do to him. <laughs> he understood that he couldn't do that. So he left, he left Saul. He was like, it's, God, it's, between, it's you guys. It's between you guys. But you know, someone's going to be like, ah, oh, Saul, old man. You just inherit problems that... It was not even your business in the first place because you don't understand the principles and the protocols. Sometimes some of the issues between your siblings and your parents, leave them. Leave them. Don't start cursing your parents because of your siblings. Leave them. Walk away. (laughs) Seriously. You share what you have to share, but you now begin to abuse them. Old man, you don't know what, hey, 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 hey. I know, I know that on the surface, it's very woke, but inside is very dead. Seriously, leave them. Share your perspective. I'm not saying you should, in your prayer relationship, you have to share your opinion. Do you get what I'm saying? Basically. But anything that will move you towards kind of like dishonoring, speaking against, you just, you, 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 you understand. There's a reason why you do it. It's not because it's African to do so. 
it's spiritual to do. You're like, mm, I will not be taken outside of my understanding. Right? Even with your buses at work, there is that dimension as well. Someone can come and say, oh, did you see what Clive did? <laughs> did you see what Clive did? As a believer, you don't gossip about Clive. Because you respect the office. Because all offices are of God. If you have a problem with Clive, you deal with it personally as a believer. And that's, so that's how some people get themselves sad. Because those same people that gossip with you will now run, run it. <laughs> run it. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. They will now run the same information back and get you in trouble. And hey, by the way, your boss doesn't need to be saved for this to be a reality. Doesn't need to be saved. How do you think the Daniels functioned? How do you think the the Josephs functioned. The, this thing is so deep. It, what I'm saying is so deep, but it will sustain. Because then when I say, ah, but I prayed, I fasted, but you did not walk in honor. Let's rise to our feet. Did we get something from this? So you went this, this year, you go about your business like in a very... It's not in the drama of it. It's not in the drama. It's in the obedience. Right? It's in the obedience. 